You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. to the best hang podcast i'm mike we got max we got shane and you know what shane and i are together in an edit bay mm-hmm. uh in, in the building 299 queen street west in toronto ontario canada but max you're on a zoom where are you in the world i'm in the city of angels los angeles down here for a couple of this is and that's so uh yeah oh, fun. Are, are you still that, celebrating I, your birthday over there <laughs> you know, i am happy belated know. for our listeners Thank by the way you. happy belated yeah, it, yeah. It was a five-day celebration. I wish it could have gone longer. Uh, by day five, though, I was very tired. I was like, don't make me drink again. But uh, I was <laughs> um, very delighted to see you guys at the birthday surprise dinner. I said, don't tell me who's on the guest list. I don't want to know the politics of who's coming, who's not coming, who's available, who's going to be <laughs> sad that they could yeah. come, yada, yada, yada. But then you guys were there. So uh, thank you for coming. How did you I guys know. enjoy the birthday? I'm lucky. I barely made it in. I thought getting into the Omega party in New York was tough. Like, uh, <laughs> Like I got invited by Ash, but then she started saying stuff like, but Shane, I mean, you probably have to get back to Hamilton, right? <laughs> and I'm like, um, not really. And then she she belabored the issue a little bit. She'd be like, well, you know, Pops is probably your ride because we had a table read that day. She's like, she's like, Popolis is probably your ride. I know this. I'm like, no, he's not. No, I, I, I can get to and fro Toronto to Hamilton easy. I commute every day. And then she asked me another time. So I almost felt like maybe the assumption was I wouldn't be able to make it, but it had to be a perfunctory ask. And maybe there was somebody like more important than me uh, that was supposed to go there that maybe couldn't make it there. And then, of course, uh, you know, I I like to demarcate events and I was taking some photos of you blowing out the candles and you're like, don't 
post that online. There's too much at play here. So I'm like, Jesus. Like, I, uh, so yeah, it was very uh, under wraps. I think I, I was invited to one of the five parties. So that was, uh, that was nice. The dinner was, I will say the, the dinner was delicious. Like that was, what was the place called? Mm-hmm. Rasa? Uh, Raza. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Raza. Dinner was delicious. Props to Ash. Cause uh, it was phenomenal. And you know, the thing about a, a dinner party too, cause it was like, you know, it was like a table is, seating is everything and i was mm-hmm. i was to the right of you max you and sit mm-hmm. beside the man of honor it was nice so max and i really got to, and we had been at a table read earlier that day so we got to talk a lot about a fun project we have coming up uh and then also just life in general and you know it was it was really really nice how did you feel about the dinner maxi i loved it i mean i could have sat next to literally anybody that's the beauty of it being your own birthday party but of course i was pleased because when you sit next to mike you do all the heavy lifting. Like even with me, somebody who's like a social person who's pretty comfortable talking to anybody, like you're just like, it, like I'm like just comforted in your arms. When I think about hanging with Mike at a table, I just think about him rocking me. Just just like too just much Mike praise going on lately. I'll, I'll say it out loud. <laughs> too much. <laughs> anyway, how was it at your end of the table? Because what is always interesting to me is, you know, when groups of friends come together, um, and obviously we all know, book, you've known Book Club Maddie for a long time, but yeah. m- as, as you know, most of the context of my life is Book Club Maddie and I, and now Ash, just sort of hanging out in a smaller group. And then, you know, just seeing him talk it at you guys, but also I'm sure you were participating mm-hmm. as well sometimes, um, was yeah. was exciting. Oh, I had the seat from me. hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what was funny was because um, I think I might have mentioned this. We Did I tell you the story about going out with Matt after a movie and we hung out with El Amin, uh, the CBC commotion host? Did you I told you this? me this. Yeah. I don't think Shane's heard yeah. this. One. He has the gift of gab, Matt Fruckman, for people who don't He does know. have the gift of gab. Uh, and basically, uh, El Amin had just come from Aaron Sorkin's To Kill a Mockingbird. And then it sort of turned into Matt talking about... Aaron Sorkin for 45 minutes as the rest of us just sort of nodded our heads. <laughs> um, but, but Elamine is, um, you know, Elamine and Matt, two peas in a pod. They, they're very, very similar. And I think Elamine got off on, on all of Matt's uh, insights and, and they're, I think they're friends now. So uh, anyway, how was, how was uh, your end of the table? Okay. So just one, just the way I was positioned is terrible. I, I don't know if you know this about me, Max, but I am a frequent peer. I oh, like to yeah. drink a lot of water. I'm against a wall. So you guys move the table right up the, the top. So it's right up against the wall. I'm against the wall. I got Greg Veerman to my left, which is actually good. Frookman in front. And then beside Frookman is um, Nick your bassist. Mm. So it's not, it's not terrible company by any means. I have to piss <laughs> constantly. So to leave, I have to crawl under the table. <laughs> yes. And then of course, you know, Mike's in the joke mode. Mike's so great. So every time I climb under, Mike has to make some comment like, Oh, I got to go home with this guy. And then everyone's cracking up laughing at my expense. And uh, so, so that was a little awkward. And um, Nick and Matt, gotten a little bit of an argument in the Ooh. not like a real like yelling argument but pretty intense over whether the wire the show the wire still held up today <laughs> so that was like an hour of just bickering back and forth <laughs> so then it's me and greg and which was fun and funny because greg at a restaurant is just a very humorous person to be with because he's always 
he's 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 curious about prices right like how much things are going to cost and this was one of those places i don't know how to refer to this restaurant but it's like a tapas restaurant tapas like sharing plates and it was all kind of like yeah. a prefixed menu just kind of came out like it all been yeah. thought through and just shit came out. just shows up yeah and drinks are being served to us and greg got this like kind of delightful pink drink that tasted so good some cocktail or something yeah, it was a fancy, fancy cocktail, cocktail that greg yeah. typically wouldn't drink but when you're out with a max kerman event you kind of have this delusion in your mind that everything might be covered somehow like <laughs> this is all free <laughs> i even thought that i even though i knew we're probably gonna have to pay in the back of my mind i'm like we probably got some weird deal this is free or almost free so m- m- greg goes to the uh waitress like he's being very sociable with the waitress he goes these are delightful <laughs> keep them coming <laughs> he says to her. so i go to greg greg what do you do if you get a bill and it's like over a hundred bucks I just go over a hundred, which to me is kind of reasonable. But to Greg, I know he'd think that was egregious. Greg's like, oh, you know, it's over a hundred bucks. He's like, it'd be fine. I would just take the bill and I'll just never come back again. I'd pay it and I would just never come back to this place again. <laughs> go, That's your strategy. I go, what do you tip on a hundred dollar bill? Like, do you, like, I'm so curious, but he's like, I hate tipping. He's like, I don't do percentages. People try to give me the percentage thing. I exit out and I get my own custom amount. I'm like, oh, okay. So cut to the bill coming. Oh my God, Greg got a bill for 250 bucks. <laughs> the drinks, the drinks that he were drinking were 22 bucks each. You didn't realize how expensive the cocktails yeah. were. So everyone got around the same price, reasonable bill, totally fine. The, yeah. the, the meal was delicious. The service was great. The drinks were phenomenal, but I was just drinking lager. Like I'm like, give me the house lager. I always do that in those places. <laughs> yeah. But Greg was like, yeah, Greg went for it. And it was like, it was the sticker shock of the bill, but then also comparatively that he got the most expensive bill of the night. He was spiraling. Here's what killed him, though. They did the automatic 20% tip because the tape was so big. He's just like, oh, my God. He's doing the math. It's like over a $45 tip. He's like going crazy, stewing. He doesn't know what to say. It's your birthday. He wants to, like, attack someone. Uh, so that was, like, worth the price of admission alone. Even though I was trapped in this weird co- corner, I couldn't really, you know, talk to the birthday boy, even though you did try to come around and talk to everyone. Yeah, you did do a good, like, yes. kind you did the rounds mm-hmm. maxi at one point you yeah it was serviceable rounds um <laughs> but yeah it just had me thinking and i know your stance on this max which is like hey, we're all grown adults come on and we all have the money just pay it don't complain <laughs> but what is just for conversation's sake is there any obligation to be like hey guys this is a prefix menu it's going to cost this amount of money max is shaking his head no I think it's weird to assume that it would have been like comped. I think they would have said if it was comped. For I think it's sure. the other way. It's there's no doubt in my mind yeah. that it's weird to assume it's comped. Yeah. It's just like almost like a crazy fantasy where you almost don't even want to know if it's comped. And it, you should but, never but assume if it was it's going to be comped. Other than our famous friend Max, is would the assumption be that? It, I guess because there's always so many like moments. They know so many. No, people no. On the, well, the question is, should it have been broached? Like, guys, it's going to cost ninety dollars for this meal. Just let no. you know. I know you're all grown adults who don't care. No, don't. Doesn't matter. No, no. Okay. no I, I think, agree with Max on this one. I, I think there's like, I think here's the thing. There, we all have some awareness of what everybody does in their mm-hmm. life and their financial situation. And, and I think there are probably some cases where you're like, oh, so-and-so lost their job or so-and-so hasn't been able to work for a little bit of a while. So it's like maybe you politely mention it kind of quietly. But beyond that, everybody's an adult. And, and I probably wouldn't, 
asked you to come if you couldn't, if, if you were worried about eating out, period. It's either like you can eat out or you have to stay at home and make everything at home. But I don't think there's like you didn't know the list, Max. You didn't know the list. And maybe Ash doesn't know Greg's neuroses as much. Greg can afford it, though. This is the irony. He can. can, But being that way has nothing to do with how much money you make. I know people who are so wealthy who just have this weird like thing about money. But but, but Greg's habits are so unusual in that, like, it's not like he only shops at Walmart for a shirt. It's like Greg wears expensive clothes. Like his, his, his sunglasses are hundreds of dollars. It's like he will buy a very expensive jacket. And the other thing, and this is the because he saves so much on not tipping. though. The other thing, which I think is hilarious is that all of us have to spend I don't know how, like how much do you spend every day on food when you're out and about? Like, I don't even want to know what I spend on food every day. Oh food, man. Coffee. I'm the worst ever. Like I probably spend a hundred dollars oh, yeah. a day just fucking around. Like in uh, minimum 150 minimum, probably right? every day. Here's the thing. Greg has been eating like fresh, uh, like professionally prepared meals by like the finest of chefs and eating it for free two to three times a day when he's at work. So he doesn't even have to pay for anything. Snacks, drinks, <laughs> foods, like coffee, everything. He pays for fucking nothing. <laughs> Greg loves the private- food too, by the way. That's another yeah, I, kicker. He does, he the restaurant had phenomenal fr- food. Yeah. It, it, the food was incredible. Um, it, yeah, he flies on private planes and stays at five-star hotels. That's what he does. That is his entire life is eating and drinking <laughs> for free. And staying in five-star <laughs> hotels and flying on private planes and not having to stand in lines. So it's like if anybody shouldn't garner sympathy, it's him. Yes. Agreed. That's the takeaway. <laughs> yep. That's the, no, but, I, but I don't it think was. you're wrong. I do think there's an argument to be had on maybe the other side that some people might just say, hey, don't – if you make a big deal of it, it's weird, but just tell. But I'm – you know, I'm not staking claim into any – <laughs> it seems like you're taking a claim. Well, after the fact, yeah. Mike, we did have a conversation with Greg, and you always want to have some allyship because it is fun. So we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should have said something. You know, we're like telling it, them. It was but. wildly entertaining <laughs> in the moment, and then afterward, as we were after we were kind of just hanging out in the restaurant, and chatting it up, and having a having a laugh. This is a topic of conversation with uh, in the group chat with Dan Hamilton and Greg and I. Dan sent Greg a blog to you article literally three days ago, saying Toronto restaurant locking prices at $13 because nobody can afford to eat out anymore. And then Dan was like, Greg, this is the place for you. And Greg's like, yeah, God bless. We need more places like this. $13. That's it. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> oh my God. That's hilarious. well. And then there was, there was, you know, like you said, this was the, the five days of, of max celebration. Mm-hmm. There was like a thing the next night. And then the, me and Shane were, t- cause Shane and I took an Uber back to, uh, to Hamilton, uh, after the dinner or whatever, and everything had wrapped up and we were sort of chatting and it's like, are we going to, are we going to swing back for the Friday? And like for the, mm-hmm. the, you know, cause we're like, maybe we can make it happen. But as you know, you said in the last episode, we have children. It's really hard to do a back to back these days. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, we- I also was not invited to the Friday full disclosure, Max did throw out a very loud invite to Mike as we were leaving. Like, Mike, you're so great. Comfort me like a baby. I would hate to not have you there. And I'm like, so I I don't say shit. But so I was never even in consideration. But however, I did like the idea that Mike would go. Yeah. And then just to hear about the fanfare. I'm I'm assuming the Friday's the A squad. 
Like Nick no. Nurse is showing up probably, <laughs> all your literary friends. So I just want to know. I just want to hear through Mike. So I'm like, Mike, you got to tell me who who is there. And then shockingly, Mike didn't go. No. And I know you have a no picture policy on your birthday because you don't want to hurt anybody. It's like so exclusive. So I'm like, I'm never going to find out about this. Maybe we confront him on the podcast. I did actually get a phone call from Birchall. So I know Birchall was there, of course. He's like, you know. <laughs> the liaison to these sort of things. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, maybe I can ask Virgil who's there. But yeah, Virgil, he calls me, goes, it's like 1230. So he's kind of lit, I'm assuming. He's like, Shay, you got to <laughs> settle a debate for me. <laughs> okay, this, this is interesting. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I hear Nick Nurse in the background giggling or something. He's like, Ash says you're better looking than Matt Rife. I say no way. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm like, I know he thinks this is a compliment, but this is so insulting. So I'm like, no, I don't think I'm better looking than Matt Reif, who's probably like one of the best looking people on earth. I don't feel that way about myself. He's like, see, see, he's like, yeah, he even thinks that he's not. And then, then he kind of hangs up, but that's all I got. But that was your one communication from the night. Yes. Which is obviously, and it's wrapped in a compliment, but it's also an insult because you can see that conversation going down where Ash probably just found out about Matt Rife and is like, I don't think he's attractive. And Virgil's like, really? You don't think Matt Rife's attractive? (laughs) And then she wants to find out an exaggerated point to make being like, yeah. Shane's better looking than Matt Wright <laughs> as like the point of like extreme thing yeah. that she doesn't know Birchall's going to call me, but that Birchall calls me. So, you know, that that was my only glimpse into that party was that phone call. And I couldn't hear any uh, celebs in the background. Speaking so. of uh, of glimpses. So for the Friday night. So the next day I went to like the aquarium with my family. I had like a, we all took the oh, day yeah. off because like yeah. daycares were closed. So we took Birdie. She had to be home anyway. So we took went out of school. We came to Toronto for like a big fun sort of day. It was nice. But because I like knew that this Friday thing was happening, I was like, oh, that would be fun. And I obviously want to celebrate my great friend, Max. And Greg, the night before, before we'd all parted ways, was like, yo, he's like, come back to the city. Like, or he's like, he's like, come to the, go to the aquarium with your kids. He's like, and then stay in the city. He's like, the Raps are playing. I think they're playing the Knicks. He's like, hang out. He's like, we'll go to the game or whatever. He's like, and then we'll both go over to Max's after or whatever. And I was like, oh, that did. Remember you saying this before I got in the Uber? Yes. And I was like, shit, that does sound good. I'm like, but I don't know. I got to do have to attempt check the next day. Right. So anyway. We go to the aquarium, awesome time, like just the best time with the family. And we're driving back to Hamilton at this point. But in the back of my mind, I'm kind of like, how do I, uh, can I do this? Am I up to it? I was up late, obviously at the dinner the last night. And so I don't say anything about the party. And I, I do this thing as we're driving back. It's also like a fucking rainstorm. So the weather's nasty and the tr- we're kind of in stop and go traffic on the gardener. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, uh, Greg said I could, uh, come right back after we get to Hamilton and go to the Knicks game. Could you imagine? And Dan could just go. (laughs) Wouldn't that be weird? Wouldn't that be weird? And and Dan just like, she's like, (laughs) she's just like, are you fucking kidding me? I was, I was, and she didn't say that as in like, you go out for a second. No, it was that you would really sit in traffic for the next two hours and then get on a train and come right back to go to the game. (laughs) And I, and I was like, yeah, I would. And then she kind of had like a look in her face. Like I was crazy. I was like, honestly, if I didn't have like kids or like a family, like, of course I would come back for a Raptors game. What else am I going to do? It's a Friday night, blah, blah, blah. But then I was just like, okay, I'm going to park this. And I don't think this is the time to come back and then have another party <laughs> night on the Friday. So we did. And by the time we did get home and like two hours of traffic, I was really exhausted and I was very happy to sit on the couch, but I had 
a little bit of FOMO. And I was wondering about how the night went down, but I, I, I've, I've had no report. But Mike, the best part what of was the that? story when you told me, then you thought about it and told Danica, you were joking. You're like, I am kidding. Oh yeah. 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 I was like, <laughs> hey, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Something like just that. Just joking. Just joking. And then we went back to, you know, whatever. But uh, she, she knows, she, she knows me fucking through and through. Cause sometimes if I call her like at a, you know, three in the afternoon, I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And she's like, what do you got planned for? Like, what's going on? Like what came up? What do you want to do? You want to go to a Raptors game? So she knows whenever I'm scheming. Your so schmoopy voice. I yeah. think she could sniff out that I was maybe scheming to come back, uh, but it was it was not in the cards. So Max, does she ever beat you to the punch and go like, "Hey, you should do this. You should." Uh, does she push you to do stuff, oh. or is she just waiting? No, I, what I'll say is she's very like she's more like don't give me the song and dance. Just tell me what you want to do and let's do mm. it. Like she's been she's actually been super busy because so she was off for a long time like on mat leave and so she's back at work. And in her, like mm. where she works, like there's constantly like client dinners and they're going to boxes and they're doing all these social events. So she's actually been very like busy. And that's aside from her friends. She'll go like nagger on the lake with her friends or whatever. So she's kind of like her calendar. It feels like has gotten very like uh, more packed. So I'm on like solo dad duty, which just means Eastside Mario's is getting fucking rich off my family. But it's like <laughs> I am. I'm there's so many of those nights that now when I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to a dinner with Max or some random basketball game. Oh, I might go in on this night. She is like, oh, she's like, yeah, have a good time. And it's like, I'm always up with the kids anyway. So it's like, it'd be one mm-hmm. thing if I came out and partied and then was like, just stayed in the bed all the next day. It's like, I'm, you know, I can do both. What is it? David Bowie says, I know when it's time to, uh, what's at the start of modern love. I know when to go out. And I know when oh, yeah, to stay I know home, or something stay like home. that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I've gotten sure, that balance somewhat. Is that what out. that's about? This situation? I I think that's what it's off the oh. top. It's like a spoken word thing, and then he gets into sort of yeah, whatever. I don't yeah. know. Max covers song. it. You probably know the lyrics better. Than Nothing's I worse than when you put all your eggs into the wrong basket. Yes, and then the real party you're missing out on. <laughs> it's obsessed with the idea that the real party was the next. No, night. So no, Max, I'm not. I just it could have been. So I, I'm curious. Yeah, like obviously this is a big lead up. Was Friday the um, better night? You didn't really miss much. It was, it was a great uh, get together. Uh, I can't even remember. Okay, who was but let's there. just go yes there? or no, and then elaborate on it. Was Friday the better night than the Thursday dinner we were? Different nights because uh, one was like a, a, a dinner party that was like a rollicking conversation, and you know it was uh, a little bit more focused, I guess. Uh, and then mm-hmm. when when you go to a bar where you're all standing around, people are kind of like hopping around from one thing to another. Uh, the party ended up. Uh, we were at this new bar called Cherry's High Dive, which is like this cool kind of like 70s sports themed bar. Uh, it's right cool. on Wellington. And uh, yeah, I don't know, it was great. Yeah, but to be honest, I don't even really remember. I can't. It, it was just like mm. uh, but, but, but some of Cherry- the best nights you don't remember. <laughs> Stop it. In general, right? Thursday, You're having a Thursday, great time. You probably remember Thursday, our night. Thursday. <laughs> Thursday was the best night. OK, Thursday was the greatest. OK, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Did you find this was the pinnacle of all your birthdays of you getting your ass kissed the most? Like, are you at that level where you're just like, you almost don't like the ass kissing? I don't think anybody I'm surrounding myself with anybody who's kissing my ass, though. I think I'm way beyond no? that. I think I think everybody who's hanging out with me is just like, you know, just a good friend. And there's none of that. Do, do you think anybody, all, do you think a, any of our yeah, friends? No, it's the typical like that you say to someone on their birthday, like we're happy you're alive. We're happy you're part of our life. That, that yeah. was the mm-hmm. kind of, I think, sentiment. At least on the Thursday. I don't know what Friday was like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not kissing your ass, but I wonder if people are. I think the no, I think no. the issue is this is a good problem to have, Max, is you have you have too many friends. You're too yeah. you're too charismatic and likable that it's like it's like you have to have multiple parties so that everyone can enjoy themselves. I do also like some making new it. friends too. I know there's that expression, no new friends, no new friends. I don't like that expression. Yeah. I like making new friends. So I think I've made some new friends over the last couple of years, especially being well, back. Your in Toronto. friends are always high power friends too. <laughs> Not necessarily. Can, like take you in like a jumbo jet or something, you know, like I would like I say no new friends, too. But if they're taking me on vacation in a jumbo <laughs> private jet, I'm, I'll accept some new friends. <laughs> Applications some are guys open. Slip through the cracks. Yeah. The barista that's nice to you. Yes. Not not a friend. But yeah, actually, no, can take uh, you speaking of baristas, though, and my short memory, um, there's this coffee shop near me, Morning Parade, and the staff is all awesome. And one of the baristas girl live. Uh, she went to the same high school as me. And it turned out that when she was in high school, she interviewed me for a project on Toronto Indie Rock. So like she would have been 16 and I would have been like 26. Mm. And she said she went over Just to my parents' Just a scathing house. review? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> she, she, she was like, oh yeah, I went to, I interviewed you in your house, at, like at your parents' wow. house on Major Street in Toronto. I was like, what? I don't remember this at all. But yeah, apparently she did. So uh, I am no friends No recollection. Zero, zero recollection. Wow. Yeah. Um, You're not friends with her. You're acquaintances with her. No, I think we're friends. You text her? You text her? I don't have her number, but uh, she had a jumbo jet. I bet that number would be in your phone. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. She's a person you say hi to to get a cop, maybe for free. Uh, That's good. Um, But speaking of of famous friends, I'm in uh, Los Angeles. um, And with Will Forte. uh, You're hanging with Will. Down here for a couple. No, 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 no. Um, a couple of just funny things have happened. So I went out for dinner with our beloved Matt Unsworth and uh, our beloved Tim McAuliffe and his lovely wife, Jess. <laughs> Fuck, you know what's funny? I don't know if I know Jess's last name. I don't think she took Tim's last name. You know when you save somebody in your phone and you just like, Jess, <laughs> yeah. Tim McAuliffe's wife? <laughs> like, I don't know. Totally. Yes. What is, what Never is let her see that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Jess is the fucking coolest. And um, we went out. 
And um, so Tim is friends with Nathan Fielder. And Tim was with Nathan at a bar when Joe Jonas sent over a a pair of cocktails to Nathan Fielder. Uh, Did you hear about this? No. So did you? No. This is the first time. I think this made the internet because I think Joe Jonas told the story. So basically, uh, Joe Jonas sends a, a pair of cocktails over to, to Nathan Fielder and Tim. <laughs> and then Nathan and Tim have had this routine for a very long time where they'll send over like uh, a little cup of mayonnaise to, to people at, instead of a drink. So they just send yep. back mayonnaise to Joe Jonas and Joe Jonas I posted about it. <laughs> He's like, Nathan Fielder just sent me some That's mayonnaise funny. to my table. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we had a Will you ever dip. hang with Nathan though? Or do you have a Nathan story? Sorry, continue. I don't want to cut you off. This is Zoom. No, no, problem. no. Continue. Um, uh, no, I mean, the other reason why I'm in LA is I got to, uh, I was invited uh, to this program called Real Start that, that I mentioned, I think on the show before. So Evan Goldberg of Seth and Evan, Seth Rogan and Evan Goldberg, um, started this organization with his friend from university, Adrian. Adrian is a high school teacher or an elementary school teacher in Toronto. And the program basically funds movies for teenagers to make. But the kick is that they like get Hollywood talent to help make the movies. So they'll get like a professional sound studio in Hollywood to do the sound of like a five or eight minute short, or they'll get a professional animation studio um, and they'll help, put together the vision that is written and produced by these high school students that are often in underserved neighborhoods. And what's so fucking cool about it. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately where, you know, a lot of those kinds of opportunities would usually be uh, kept for like the buddies of other studio executives. Like, Oh, I'll help you. I'll, I'll let you get an internship or I'll have my buddy help facilitate this project of yours, but you never, but if, unless you're connected to that world or you're rolling in that tier of people, you, you wouldn't get exposure to it. So it's a, it's an amazing program. And I recommend everybody to check it out. Real start R E E L start. But so we got invited down. Evan emailed me very kind of him. Um, said, asked if I wanted to come down to the LA chapter, the premiere that was happening here yesterday. Uh, so that was one of the reasons why Ash and I came down here and had a great, uh, hang with Evan and, uh, Seth Rogen was there, got to chat with Seth a little bit. Do you remember, did I tell you the story about um, meeting a fitness trainer, Harley Pasternak at, did I, did I tell you the story on the pod? Yes. Yeah. You told so us I, on the pod. Yeah. So, so I mentioned, cause you know, you're trying to think of something to say to a, a, like someone like a, a famous person like Seth Rogen. So I was like, Seth, I met somebody. Uh, he says he was your trainer and that he got you into shape and he's, uh, his, his wife is a partner is a Vancouver Jewish person from your neighborhood. He was Harley Pasternak. And so we talked about Harley Pasternak for a bit. And Seth was uh, very friendly. Uh, during the premiere, he was cackling in his Seth Rogen laugh. You know, like the, the quintessential yeah, Seth Rogen laugh. Yeah, of course. It's famous. Of course. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, it, was, it was really cool. And just as we were leaving, Evan uh, comes up to me and he goes, Hey, oh, by the way, just want to say, your show, it's great. That kiss scene, the kiss on the bench, really funny. Really love that. So he wow. watched the dessert. He watched it took the everything in me not to ask. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't even want to know at this point. No answer is the answer. That's amazing. Yeah. He watched so, that. 
Yeah, That's so, so very he, cool. So at the very least, he saw the first skit of the first episode. We don't know how much more he's seen, but uh, he was uh, Adrian. God bless Adrian, who's just as cool as it gets and just the best kind of teacher. She had been, I think, seeding the idea to Evan, and and so yeah, that was cool. So uh, that, that wow. feels like a cool little cool little win for uh, Team Dessert that Evan that Evan I watched. Love that. That's amazing. Like so that's cool. That means a lot. Could um, you text him and ask his thoughts about the vasectomy sketch, perchance? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll send him a long. <laughs> Mike's email. in that sketch. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, will okay. So we've got another little project coming up. Uh, will you send him that project, or do you of think course. that's too much goodwill to take advantage of? Okay, nice. No, no, no. Very no. cool. Yeah, I wonder when we can um, actually talk about that project. I mean, we're fully in production. The deal I signed. feel like no one can, can we talk about it? I don't know. We might have to announce it properly or something. Really? Yeah. Whatever. Like always. You'll be getting that. something fun in March. Like a spin-offy <laughs> type things coming. <laughs> if you see us in person anywhere, we will talk about it. Yes. You can't get us to shut up about it, but maybe we can't announce yeah. it until we have to. Properly you got to hang it. with Nathan Fielder, by the way, Max. One of the, yeah, like, you got to uh, figure out how to just hang with them. Yeah, well, I'm sure one of these days uh, we'll do, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so what else is cooking got, in LA? I feel like you always well, got shit I'm going drinking, on. Um, un- uh, you know, you guys are ad men. You know, you guys write <laughs> For sure. uh, ads and copy, and you're funny. That's you're the very day funny. job, baby. Um, have you guys followed Liquid Death? Do you are you familiar with this? Yes. Uh, no, I just see it in photo. Like even you drinking it, we felt very like this is the only way I've ever sort of related to it. I, I've never drank it. I don't know what it is. Is it alcohol? That's the drink of podcasts. It's just water. Oh, okay. It's just water. And they tried to come oh, so out with you, an Arnold Palmer drink. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Did you? Okay. Did you hear follow that story, which I thought was kind of interesting? I haven't. Uh, I have, but you say it. Well, I don't. I'm probably going to ruin this, but basically, I think they Liquid Death tried to do an Arnold Palmer like taste or like a, a flavor, I should say. Um, and then Arnold Palmer people sued them for it because they said you can't use the name Arnold Palmer. So then they just changed the name of it to Dead Billionaire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, instead of calling. <laughs> and um, and so it's obviously looks like an absurd can and you're like what is it and it when you open it, it sounds like a carbonated drink but it's just water it's called liquid death um, and it looks like a beer so that's kind of cool it looks like yeah. a beer but then i started um reading the side of it there's a lot of text on the side and it kind of reminded me something of you got what, what you guys would write if you're like let's come up with the most ridiculous copy for something that is simply water. Don't me, I'll read it to you guys here. Yeah. This infinitely recyclable can of stone cold mountain water came straight from the Alps to murder your thirst. <laughs> when a group of teenagers set off into the mountains for a weekend of drinking regular water in plastic bottles, they became hu- uh, hunted by an aluminum can of mountain water that was dead set on murdering their thirst and recycling their souls. Once cracked open, no thirst is safe from liquid death. After ritually dismembering its thirst victims, this brutal can of water used to sever body parts and dead thirst to build itself a flesh suit, which is used as to disguise to get a job in marketing. Sorry, I'm having a hard time reading this. But liquid death never took the job. It just murdered a bunch of more thirsts instead. Hashtag death to plastic. We donate 10% of profits from every cancel to, to help kill plastic pollution. But isn't that, like, I, have you ever thought? Hold on like, a second. Just a question for Shane. Whose copy is that? Like, do, does that remind you of, like, verbatim? Populous? No. 
Who? I think. Oh, that, yo, you're thinking Randall? Hundred percent. Oh, really? I think top to bottom, that is the sort of way that Randall would write that, and like he would think of that concept. Let's put this on the side of the can, and he would really get into sort of the really but sort would of descriptive. He be that redundant and say thirst that much? He would tighten it up. I think. I think he would tighten it up. But I think that like it, it's very visual. Oh, it, it personifies the drink. It came to murder. Mm-hmm. It's all this stuff. The skin suit. Like it's very like visual, and it just reminds me very much of how Randall likes to like build a concept and then really get into writing it and using all those descriptive words yeah and setting a scene yeah i think randall would do it a little bit better but yeah yeah that was still cool yeah yeah shit like that's I, always a great idea what, what, it, what made it, you re- read it though um well i don't know i just had i was just kind of admiring the, the absurdity of the can and then, then i was like oh yeah. there's a lot of texture on the side it's not ingredients because obviously i thought for sure it was water. like uh i thought for sure it was like an energy drink or like some sort of like mix of like a vodka energy drink i thought for sure it was one of those types of things i think they want to be able to sell it in bars be like the choice of uh a of water that a bar would have, but so, but people can drink it and feel cool. Like they're not just nursing yes, a water. Like that's it looks the like whole appeal of it. It, it yeah. totally does. But yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Props to uh, liquid death. Good but, name uh, too. Yeah, what, I like that. Yeah. Name. Good. I mean, it's oh, so absurd. Like everything about it is uh, over the top. Um, what else is going on, Mike? Uh, you got anything for us? I know the last time I heard from you was in the Raptors group chat where it was <laughs> so fucking funny and so depressing. I almost want to pull up the chat because I live uh, for Mike Veerman's long, like basically the columns that he writes in our basketball group <laughs> chat. Um, oh, man, and this, and this was last night. This was a short one. This, I, I, I was guessing you're watching. They the lost. Raptors they game. lost to the Knicks. Yeah, they, they lost. lost to the, Knicks. the Knicks are a bad team this year. No, the Knicks are good, but okay. the Raps are right there. It's like one of those. They lost in the last two minutes with uh, bad choices. They fucking but go suck. What I write? <laughs> they fucking suck. Bunch of losers. Every time we see Yak and Crunch Time, it's just shit. The only thing more depressing than this team is the amount of emotional capital I afford them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was actually watching that game at your bar, so I'd had a few, and I was just. Oh, I was gonna say go. this doesn't sound like a sober text. No, but, I, yeah. no, I was like I was like four of those sweet odds loggers in and half price wings on a Monday night. Actually, there you go. Yeah, and love um, the odds hang. Uh, how are you feeling though about it all? Oh, the Raptors. And I'm just, you know, there's like nuanced thoughts. This isn't a basketball podcast, but essentially I'm just like the lack of direction, like of them choosing a lane is we're kind of just hanging around watching this team sort of like not improve and make the same mistakes over and over again. And it's either you kind of want to like move off one of the th- the big three, which are Pascal, OG, you're not going to move Scotty and then change up the dynamic a bit or get a bunch of picks and sort of start to look at the future. But I think Masai is just kind of hanging around and hoping the team stays around 500. Maybe they get a playing spot and get one playoff gate, which obviously is very lucrative for MLSE. And then you hope a superstar comes up like Dame Lillard, that situation this summer, he hopes that repeats it. Somebody's always asking out in the NBA. And if he can, if he can make another version of the Kawhi trade, that's kind of what he's hanging around. But the problem is for the diehards who watch all 82 regular season games is it's like a very, very uninspiring team. Like the only thing that is sort of worth watching and being invested in is Scotty's development. And Scotty's been awesome this year. Like if, if, if they had the right pieces around Scotty, it would be very, very sort of exciting or at least something to mm-hmm. look forward to. But yeah, it's just an uninspiring sort of like blah. I, I wish I hated them more or I wish I loved them more. It's kind of more, it's the worst thing. Purgatory. Can yeah. yeah. What about Grady Dick? Is there any hope for this guy or what? Oh yeah. He just turned 20, like literally mm-hmm. just turned 20 a month ago. Any and- glimmers of hope? Like, have you seen any sparks where you're like, 
if he could just distill that for the rest of the game, that'd be good. Or has he, is he too nervous? I think, I think uh, there's been, uh, the thing is his game is very like, he's very active. He's trying to sneak in there and get boards and he's kind of doing it. But when he's in the NBA games or what I've seen of him, he, the game moves too quick for him. He's turning the ball over. He's leaving his feet to pass shit like that. And the main thing that's the issue, because those things I do think will come for him. Like the game will slow down is his three point shot. Isn't we drafted this guy 13th overall over other like players who are contributing on other teams because he was supposed to be this, this dead eye shooter. And he is not that. Do they still have like the Grady dickheads in the crowd? <laughs> yeah. Like this the cardboard the cutouts of his head. This, okay, is, yeah. this is an interesting marketing question. And I'd like to get your guys, both your thoughts on this. Is it's like we, we draft Grady. He wears this red sequence suit to the draft. He's kind of a goofball from Kansas. Like everybody, he's kind of like this fun new age multi social media yeah. star. You got it. So he gets all the commercials. So now this guy doesn't even get minutes. He's not been good in the minutes he gets, but every fucking commercial break, I got to see him in like a giant McDonald's suit that sequence red sequence, or I got to see yeah. him in a shaving commercial with character. So he got all of the ads out of the gate well, based on his pedigree. He even got an ad because he's playing terrible. He, oh, so so he created an ad for bad play. His mom is, gives this like weird impassioned speech yeah. where she's crying throughout. And they sh- it's about like, <laughs> you might be bad now, but you'll get better and like persevere. Even though he hasn't <laughs> yeah. persevered yet. It's like no. the hope of perseverance. Maxi, what are your thoughts on... If a high draft pick comes in and you work at an ad agency, do you sign him up and put him in all the spots knowing that it might, he might flop and it's like, now you got to watch commercials for six months with this guy that isn't performing. Yeah. It feels like uh, the nature of advertising has really changed a lot. And anything that seems like a typical ad is just going to seem really dated and too millennial and it's not going to cut through to Gen Z's. So I think putting together any game plan period is kind of stupid. Like everything needs to be reactive. And I think any good marketing that cuts through is like the Ryan Reynolds style. Something happened in the culture. We're making an ad in 48 hours and we're putting it online. Obviously there's some evergreen stuff that can be really good. Actually speaking of Ryan Reynolds, he put together that really good um, sick kids ad where it's like it was a sick kids fundraiser ad. Did you guys see that one with Austin Matthews? Yeah, like, yeah kids are terrible. Kids it's are like, little assholes, sort of deal. Yeah, let them. Let it's them like be you assholes. wrote it, Max. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> it's like Max wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> but but like okay, so obviously that was planned. But I think especially when it comes to sports, it's like everything just needs to be reacting to the moment, and like you just have to have like a really nimble team. Uh, that can like execute concepts like pretty quickly. That's my, I don't know, Shane, you're looking at me funny. Yeah. You do not agree? No, I'm just thinking that's, it's tough to do that because you got to kick it out the door quick, you know? Yeah. Like we do a podcast talking about, <laughs> I don't know, the Oscars or something. And then it's, <laughs> by the way, our Oscars yeah. podcast for 2022 <laughs> yeah. will be out in a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, We're just exactly. getting the edit just right. You know, there's a couple yeah. points that we needed to kind of yeah. sit on. Um, We're trying to yeah. get them out faster. I know you're complaining, but I'm, I am thinking of the limitations of the, the the lifespan of an ad when you are so reactive to something in the moment, it goes sure, stale quick. Even if you kick it uh-huh. out fast, it its expiry date is gone so quick. So yeah. the juice might not that, be worth that, that, that is true. The, I, I got to hop off here, guys, in a second because I got to go to the thing. But um, okay, yeah, we got to go uh, to it's Mark Meyer's birthday. So Mark we gotta go Myers. and celebrate him. We're going to have text him. Oh. We're going to have a lunch with him right now. Yeah, I'm going to text him right now. Okay, let's end this with saying happy birthday to Mark Myers, who truly is uh, one of the greats in our life. He uh, he came to the birthday festivities and yep. love that man so much. So uh, shout out to Mark Myers, director of basically half the dessert, if not all the dessert, basically every good Arkells music video. 
And he's the guy you can just throw an assignment at and he'll make it. Reliable man, good friend, excellent athlete. Wonderful father. Great father. Yeah. Uh, He's a husband also. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) Okay. But yeah, that's it. Mike, you you end it. We have to run. I'll end it. Maybe next week we can talk about Leave the World Behind, which is my yes. new favorite movie. Oh, so. love that movie. Yeah. That was great. You've seen it, We got to talk about it. You, of course excited. you saw it. Yeah, I have. I know. And we actually, we talked blown about it because you were yes so excited because no? Sam Ishmael. Okay. What? Were you blown away by it? Yes or no? Yeah, I loved it. I have, I have next a couple, week. That's the tease. Couple specific, but otherwise, yeah. Cool. Good. Oh, I can't oh, wait to I dig into it. Now I'm looking forward to next week's pod. Hopefully we'll be back in person. Safe flight back from LA. Enjoy your time. Get lots of good stories. Thank you, Nathan Nash. Thank you to Manager Ash, and thank you to all the listeners. As always, this was a great hang, maybe the best. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.